stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baseball fans of all ages. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Joe Davis. This is Josiah Gray. I'm Jock Peterson. Hey, this is Ross Stripling. This is Tony Gonsolin. This is Buster Olney. This is Adrian Gonzalez. Hi, this is John Hartung, and you're listening to Blue Heaven. 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 And you are listening to the Blue Heaven Podcast. you live from here there and everywhere all around you in your hearts in your world whatever i'm gonna stop saying anything this is the blue heaven podcast <laughs> we is back this is a part where i should be playing like the boys are back in town all that kind of stuff what's going on dodgers nation yeah. my name is clint you can find me as real frg on twitter and instagram uh <laughs> Are are you doing the the soundboard? Because yes. uh, I can't hear. Yeah, it? yeah. Okay, just just want to make sure when I when I hear pauses in in your in your uh, tone that I don't uh, overlap on you a little man. bit, guys. What's up? My name is Brooke. You can find me at Brooke Me Three on Twitter and Instagram. It's twenty twenty one. It's a new show. It's a new year. Life still sucks, but it goes on. Uh, on today's show, we got to talk a little bit about Justin Turner because it, it it it's getting weird. It's getting awkward <sighs> with his contract situation. There's a lot to dive into. A little complicated. Like I'm a, we got to talk. I'm going to start on that just by saying he knows he's old, right? Foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know I'm old too, and I I still wouldn't ask for four hey, years, and I'm not. As old. Here, pip squeak. <laughs> I would ask for one year. Uh, I would ask one day. <laughs> one day, Brooke will sign a one day contract. We're also going to uh, have a bit of a hot stove update. It's been a while, so it's been two Mondays, or I guess Monday and a half. Is this two Mondays technically? We haven't been on in two weeks. I, I am. We've been live in two weeks, so. We've missed things. I think the Padres lined up their offseason to make sure that we were off. Uh, so we're going to get into that a little bit, too. Um, that'll be fun. We have some giveaways. I, I drunkenly announced giveaways last episode, so we'll do a little bit of that. And we have a new one for today, which is pretty cool. So before we get into the show, uh, we want to remind you this is a podcast. So if you want to listen to it, you maybe you're not into it right now. You can listen to us in your ear holes, in your car, whatever it is. We're on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, all the spots that podcasts are available. Go there. Find us there. Blue Heaven Podcast. Subscribe. Uh, uh, do the... Oh, wait, where's the button? I have a button for that. Hit the hit the subscribe. Um, do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And on YouTube, that'd be uh, hugely important to us. Subscribe there. Official or uh, what? Did Dodgers Nation TV. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. I've been been away for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to get back into the groove of things. It's gonna take a minute, guys. New year, new us. Uh, new show, kind of. No, not really. Don't forget, guys. This is a live stream. We are live in the flesh, even though we're separate and apart, and we don't get to see each other in real life because uh, we can't we can't live normal anymore. 
Uh, so don't forget to drop into the comments. Let us know where you're watching from. We'll shout you out. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you're doing in the new year. And we want to hear who's watching our show because we love each and every one of you so much. James Palace checking in over on Facebook from Nebraska. I feel like we get a lot of Nebraska folks in Let's here, which you, is man. super random to me, but I love it. I love being Mr. and Mr. Worldwide. You know this about me. We got me. my boy Sandro in the house in Tijuana. TJ's in the house. What's going on, Sandro, over on Facebook? Leslie's also on Facebook. Glad to see you, boys. Good to see your name as well, Leslie. I mean, it's only a name. It's all we have. Hopefully everybody... It's a name, but it's a familiar she name. She also asked, where's Gary? We don't know. <laughs> you haven't seen Gary. I haven't seen him since last year. Hey, I did it. I did. Wait. Oh, there's the joke. Ah, welcome to Corporate Blue Heaven. Uh, Norma, Norma's checking in over on YouTube. She says, hey, Clinton Brooke. Norma, good to see you again. Happy New Year to you. Uh, oh, we got producer Eric. Oh, sorry. Not producer Eric. He's not producer Eric. Senior anymore. old person, something like that. He's the uh, director of, of uh, all the cool video stuff, man. He's like, a, what are you again? <laughs> you pirate. You, pirate you, you? you run LimeWire for the Dodgers or something like that. The boss. The boss, Eric. Pirate Bay, Eric. The owner of the Dodgers, Eric, is in the street. Officially Pirate Bay, uh, Also friend of the show, Eric. Yeah, friend of the show. Thanks for hanging out, Eric. We got Jose Rod 05 saying happy 2020, y'all. 2021, y'all. Happy 2021, Jose Rod. We got Builds of Speed uh, on YouTube as a new viewer. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you hit that subscribe, there's this uh, like video of this. Subscribe. Yeah, yeah, this video of this kid, and I saw it recently, so it's funny, but... Hit that subscribe button. We'd appreciate you. Hit that notification bell. Santos asked any news yet? Uh, no. Tina points out, saying prayers to Vince Scully and his family. I'm so sorry for your loss. Of course, just a little bit before going live today, we are live on a Monday, uh, January 4th. For people listening to the show, uh, the extended an extended member of the Dodger family unfortunately passed this weekend as we lost uh, dear Sandy uh, Scully, longtime misses to the goat mr vin scully so i decided to wear my vin scully shirt here i forgot who made this design it's pretty cool uh but i'm wearing it i won't sell it to you but i mean you know we've had the uh the expression of thoughts and prayers it's like so much of that it just feels like the weight has been taken out of that that phrase but this is an accurate and astute time to be saying our thoughts and prayers do go out to to vin to the entire scully family because you know damn sandy's been a fighter um check out eric on on twitter i forgot you have a weird handle eric but eric posted a, a really nice video of uh is Vinny's last game calling a game at dodger stadium and you know the, that was the culberson walk off high-fived his misses yep. and all that so uh yeah sad i mean that is just 2021 we got our eye on you yeah that's my official comment am sad uh <laughs> I, you know i we're already living a pretty tough life as it is. I know Vin's been like kind of kept in a bubble uh, over yeah. at his house. Uh, they've been pretty careful with him. So the fact that now he's also lost his wife and he's just in his house uh, makes me really sad to think about. Um, I think you and I have both noticed how fondly he speaks of his wife over the years, over the course of, I mean, he's, he's been around obviously since I long before I've been alive, but Hearing him as a Dodger fan, uh, getting to talk about his wife just on broadcast, you can tell he absolutely yeah. loved and adored her. And thoughts and prayers go out to them. Super sad way to start off 2021. I was hoping for a much better start to 2021, but you know, it's just the 2020 carryover. We don't get to be happy. And I think the the family is asking for. I mean, for anybody who can. Obviously, these are tough times, but they're asking uh, donations in her name for what is it? ALS research, I believe it is. Yeah. Right. So you're the guy who who did the thing about it, but um, 
Yeah, check out. We have an article up on our DodgersNation.com just to, to kind of give people some info to be able to help out in any way. And, you know, do Vin is on, on the Internet, so I'm sure at some point he will get some of the, the love and, and affection and, and, and he will see it. So Vin, Vin is watching the Twitter and I'm sure our friend Vin will appreciate any love. But, you know, we don't want to keep it all down today. We, we will we will drink one in in memory of of Sandy. But we got to we got to talk about some Dodger baseball. Let's let's get ahead uh, a little bit here. Justin Turner today. <laughs> he was he out here wilding. His, his contract demands hit the rumor sphere. What are your thoughts uh, on that, Chief? I mean, I think you said it best. <laughs> I, I, this is this is no disrespect to Justin Turner or anything like that. I think a reoccurring theme that's happening is I, I want to be careful every time I talk about him because I don't want to make it seem like um, I'm not grateful for what he's done for the city or grateful what he's done for the team. I don't think that there's a fan out there that doesn't want him back on the team for the right length of time or the right contract. Uh, but he he wants four years. And yeah, my math, you know, I didn't I did not do well in math in, in, in any part of school, but. That that means that he will be finishing out that contract right around the time that he turns forty, yeah. and that is a Old. that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell for a guy who plays the hot corner. I see somebody saying right here. Uh, I, I I think they're talking about JT right here. Uh, Tony is replying to Margie saying he's worth it. They get offensive de- uh, defensive consistently. That might actually be about DJ LeMahieu. We'll get into it a little bit more, but um, yeah, it's uh. I, I just, you can't, that's not the Dodger way. They're not going to give him a contract of that length at this age. He's 36. His knees ain't good no more. They haven't been good for a while. His surgically repaired knees, I should point out. And this is a tough time as, as a Dodger fan, you know, or as just as a sports fan, because we, as, as Dodger fans, haven't had to really deal with this in a while. I mean, you know, Andre Ethier was kind of in the same same boat, but it was, pretty obvious like there wasn't a spot for him and to be fair he was on the like the trade block for the last I don't know eight years of his Dodger career in some way shape or form but with Justin Turner there's there's an obvious spot for him there's an obvious need for him in the lineup but at the same time if he wants that kind of money and you know what he he might deserve it he's still one of the you know elite bats in the game I don't have the numbers in front of me but yeah, I think he's, he's what he posted like a 130 weighted runs created plus last year. He's very good. He ve- he do very good with he's, the bat. He's still very good. Um, it's it's unfortunate for him because the Dodgers are in a position in years past. You know, you think about like the Chase Utley contract and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Those are contracts that they could kind of afford to give out. Yeah. There weren't any immediate um, roster openings for that particular position or that type of bat or what he could bring to the team. There was there there was literally no risk associated with it. It didn't hurt anything to have him there. Now they're in a position where, if you sign Turner to a four year contract, yeah, it's probably hurting the team. Yeah. You know, it it might help out for the next two years, of course, because I think for the next two years he's still going to be a very good bat. I think his defense will probably continue to gradually decline. I don't think it's going to get better with age. Yeah. But um, in terms of a four year deal, I think that's where you start to shoot yourself in the foot a little bit. So if I'm Justin Turner. And I'm hearing from the Dodgers, which it sounds like from reports that the Dodgers want to do a two-year deal with him. If that's the case, if another team's offering me four years, I'm all for it, man. JT, take that contract, dude. If you can get your four years guaranteed, if you can get paid into 
right up until right until you turn 40. That's a great, great way to wrap up your career. That's a great way to wrap it up, secure the bag, make sure you're taken care of in your retirement. And, you know, you can come back to L.A. anytime and live here (laughs) as as Dodger fans. You know, we might forget that that uh, in his career, he's only had he's only secured the big bag once. Uh, he wasn't right. some heralded guy. He signed a minor league deal with L.A. At a, as a 29 year old. He got a what was it, 64 million dollar deal, four year deal or something like that. In that that 16, 17 off season, uh, you got to look a little bit for you. He's got to look for Courtner. He's got to look for the the, the family. He's got to look for for the doggos and all that. Um, right. You got to look at that that money side of it beyond you. Know, either way, uh, if he leaves today and he goes out with middle fingers up to the organization he's still a dodger legend he's the, the door is open he can come back anytime that he wants he can, can he can come take dave's job when he wants to whatever the hell it is um but when you are looking at your future as a person and this these other teams might be giving you more money guaranteed money because this is baseball you are guaranteed that money uh regardless of the situation Unless you decide to not show up, so he could just show up, <clears throat> Albert Pujols, and keep making a lot of money. And he, you know, you're that old. Right. You want to try to maybe break, I don't know, a hundred million dollars uh, in earnings in your career. I guess he's probably somewhere near that. You do got to take that into consideration over the legacy, right? And you talk about that he's a guy that's got paid later in his career, mm-hmm. and that's obviously plays into what he's going to do in terms of this contract. This is probably the last contract that he's going to get of his career. He's only made $62 million in his entire oh, career go. as a whole. And all of that was from the Dodgers. And obviously he didn't get all 64 paid out because of the shortened 60 game season. So he loses a little bit of money there. Um, and if you're looking at like, Number one, what he's brought to L.A. Number two, what he's done in the playoffs. And number three, just his consistent performance. You look at that and you're like, oh, you're 36 years old and you've only made $62 million. Like that, something doesn't track there. And and his career showed up later. It did. It showed up when he came to L.A. Everybody knows that. I don't think that's a secret by now. But with that in mind, you kind of want to look to make some extra money before you get out of here. I don't know if he's going to take a... A, a hometown deal just to you know just to be able to yeah. play here and finish it out here or whatever he wants to do i don't know that he's going to want to do that because again 62 million dollars is a lot of money for normal people like you yeah. and i obviously <laughs> for a baseball player he's fallen pretty short of where he probably should have there been. is a value in in signing where you want to be um yeah, you got to look at at this is his home. This is the team he grew up rooting for. They just won a World Series. For being real, he did not win the World Series the way he wanted to. <laughs> I don't think anybody right. did, but especially Justin F. Turner. Um, you would think you would want to try to run it back um, uh, on a different side of things. You know, as we've mentioned, as you talked about, Dave Roberts had mentioned. Uh, you know, there is. There is something good about injecting new life, new blood, just different people into the locker room. So I think as much as Doc loves JT and he said I would take him back in any situation, I think there is something kind of there where he would consider mm-hmm. being maybe okay with not having Justin Turner around. Even though, dude, I mean, there's nobody more Dodger clubhouse. I think I wrote something over the weekend about it. There's nobody more Dodger clubhouse than Justin Turner. Sure, Kenley Jansen. Sure, Clayton Kershaw have been around longer in that Dodger clubhouse. But no, they're not going to look up to nobody in that clubhouse. None of the rooks are going to look up to to them the way they look up to Justin Turner. So he can assign that value to to his um, 
to what he's looking for this offseason, but just doubling back right. as I'm probably scatterbrained in this. Four years is a lot, even if it's one of those sort of Chase Utley deals where it's really like two and a pair of like player options or maybe player and then yeah. a mutual for, for that fourth year. I don't think he wants to do that because there is he is one of the elite batters still in the game. And I saw a few comments. Anthony asked earlier, uh, any word on whether the DH is sticking around at this point in time? It does not seem like it. They've said to plan for it. MLB, the league has said to plan for out without the DH. That that right. severely <laughs> mitigates JT's value to this Dodger team, unless they find a way to play him at first. But I don't know. I just can't. Max Muncy at third is god awful option. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen a couple comments drop in here, but uh, Dodgers twenty eighty. What are we calling that? Our sister station is that <laughs> what we call that? Uh, Dodgers twenty eighty. Always got good stuff on our prospects out there. Go check Let's them out. Tim run by, run by Mister Tim himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Tim brought up though. He says it might be Mookie's clubhouse now, and that's an aspect that we had kind of started talking about towards in the middle of the season, where it was like you know, people start asking who's the team leader. And it's like, you kind of have seen JT kind of take a, a little bit of a step back in being the front man yeah. for things. Um, and it, it really did kind of become Mookie's team overnight to the point where you're like everything that like it started when the, the team decided not to play in the middle of the social, social injustice things that were going on. And uh, I think it was against the giants that week when they said, Hey, we're just not going to play yeah. today. And that was kind of the start of it where you were like, Oh, yeah, Mookie is kind of a team leader. Like he's the face of the team now. And you you think about Justin Turner leaving and all of a sudden that's a little bit of a softer blow it and it doesn't really hurt you quite as much. Where in years past, if that weren't the case, you'd be like, we got to get JT back. We have to have him back in that clubhouse. I know he's old. I know his knees hurt. I know he's not great at 3B anymore, but we need him back. Yeah. And it's just not really the case anymore. Um, alternatively, I forgot where the comment went. I lost it, but somebody had, had, somebody had asked... Um, is there a team out there right now willing to give JT a four-year deal? And I don't know that there is. Is there? I I could not imagine it because he's not as good as a bat uh, of a bat as he is. He's not somebody that you you would build your team around. He's not an MVP. He's not like still elite top of his craft. I mean, the closest comp maybe you would get, and it's still such a far. Uh, separator is is the the contract Josh Donaldson got last year what four and like 54 right. and 60 or something like that from the twins but that was a team that needed there there is those times like the Lakers needed LeBron as much as it, so many people hated it at the time they needed somebody to bring in kind of the other star power and 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 get the motor running again because everybody hated nobody wanted to play for the Lakers it was, it was painfully apparent they were terrible you need that somebody so with the twins they needed they needed that like kind of legitimate bat that, that can come in and be like, this is how we do it. Um, I, I don't know if JT has the same weight that a Josh Donaldson has. So if he goes to, I don't know, Toronto where he's been linked, where, you know, you got Vladdy Guerrero Jr. who says he's going to be thin now. <laughs> and um, we all say that and it's a lie, Vladdy. <laughs> but he wants to try to play third. It's probably not his best option. You know, take advantage of that of that uh that dh you have over there in the al but yeah it's just it's really hard to find that comp to see somebody that would give him the four even if they're asking for four and they want three three is still a reach because that leaves him as a 39 year old i i don't i don't hate the idea of a of a two-year contract and then a team option mm -hmm. i don't hate that but also if you're turner do you take that do you take that risk i don't i don't know that you do as a, as a player because that's almost 
that is essentially taking a two-year deal mm-hmm. if you're Justin Turner. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're putting it into the hands of the franchise to, to pick up that third year, you're basically taking a two-year deal. We know. Um, we know. I would. I would bet good American human money that the DH will be in in effect. Universal DH will be in effect by next season, 2022. So there yes. is something. You know, you JT's not a. Um, he's not an all-out. You know, effort. He's not a max effort hack kind of guy. He's still going to get his doubles and, and singles. Maybe the home run pop won't quite be there like it was in nineteen. Um, so you you could kind of stash him, maybe get away with it a little bit in in a twenty twenty one season, kind of go from there. It is something you look at, but do you want to put yourself in that uh, that potential risk where? Again, this is where it's tough now for Dodger fans because we've had this kind of status quo. It's a good status quo for so long, but now there's 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 a legend. I don't think I ever completed my ethier thought. There's a legend that's leaving, and we have complete control of the situation. And, right. Uh, not complete. Obviously, he can go wherever the hell he wants, but if you give him the money, give him the years, he's going to come back. You have that, that control of the situation. We might see him leave. So that was one of the other things I wanted to ask you. Just and and everybody in the audience do participate in this. But are we um, truly prepared to see Justin Turner in another uniform uh, in twenty twenty one and beyond? Yeah, I mean it's a tough thing. You know, it's always it's always tough to watch people that you loved that played for your team. That I, I mean, put yourself in in your in your own shoes just a few years ago just a few years ago it was really hard to imagine the dodgers moving yasiel puig or puig playing anywhere else yeah now you're looking at it and you're like oh yeah that was a great move absolutely it made total sense same thing with matt kemp when the first the first time that he got traded not the second time uh the first time he got traded you're like oh my god matt kemp is leaving the dodgers like this is the worst day of my life we'll never be good ever again you fast forward and obviously it all makes sense it's it's <laughs> You know, things hurt at the time, but sometimes it's what's best for you. So I think if given the circumstances in my mind, if JT is saying like, all right, I'll settle on a two year deal and then the Dodgers don't give him a contract. I have maybe I have a problem with that. I, I might have a little bit of an issue with that. But if if he's set on a third or fourth year, whatever it might be good for him. Go get that from somewhere. If you can get that from somewhere, go do it, man. I'm always going to cheer for you. I'm always going to root for you. I'm always going to want the best for you. Um, you will forever be the guy that that carried us, <laughs> that did things that were, I mean, inexplainable. Yeah. I mean, this guy comes over from the Mets on a possibly the last contract of his life before he stops playing Major League Baseball because he's just awful and then comes over the Dodgers and turns into this, yeah. like the guy that everybody wants on their team, the clubhouse leader everybody wants on their team, the playoff bat everybody wants on their team. It's a great story, and it's something that I think we'll remember long, long after we, you and I are gone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're getting some uh, killer comments here. Uh, Megan wants to point out to you, our girl Megan says, I'm still mad. She's still mad about losing Maddie, uh, our boy Maddie Camp, Maddie Cakes. Mr. Cupcake Master himself, so that one that one hurt high school Brooke more than more than I care to admit. That one hurt, hurt Matt Kemp for one, not Matt Kemp two. Got you. Um, yeah, not our Matt boy Perez Perez sixteen nineteen who's in the stream. Let's give him a couple of points for joining us. I think he quit work to be here. Uh, Perez says Congrats. Puig who? <laughs> um, Let's see, there you go. Let's see how quickly we forget. Important one, the important one coming from Jose Rado five saying we can't let emotions beat us in this and. Yeah. You guys remember a couple months ago when we won that World Series? It was nice. It felt nice, right? Well, you could win more, and you might be able to win more if JT does stick around, but you're putting yourself in an even better position uh, if you find a way to improve that spot, or you're putting yourself in a better spot if you can find a way to improve that third base position. That, right. Let's be real. 
defensively for sure the Dodgers need to and you know there's the whole I've seen a lot of have our cake and eat it too with like why not both yeah. from people um it's not going to happen Dodgers are what 13 million under the the CBT right now and I mean if they go and, over and I've seen a lot I've seen a lot of people say that they don't feel like the Dodgers need to to be under under that um they're like oh you know they're only playing the original penalty and it's not that yeah. bad I'm like well on 210 million dollars it can get pretty hefty for the dodgers who are let me remind you a business mm-hmm. a business that just won a world series and doesn't feel that pressure to win another one and that's something to, something to keep in mind they broke the 32 year curse so there's not that pressure mm-hmm. to go out and spend all their money on a big name or anything like that moreover they are a business that uh, business that just lost a lot of money because everybody in the, the league did so yeah, and it's not like it's one family owner who's like, "I'm doing this for the yeah. fans." We don't you have know? Steve Cohen. Allegedly. Yeah, we're run by an investment company that their goal is to make money off of this team. What? It, I mean, as bad as that might oh, sound, it it is what it is. You don't buy a baseball team just to have fun. You buy a baseball team to make some money off of it. It's an investment. It's a business. We're fans and we love it. We don't make any money off of it. We spend all our money on it, and that's okay. That's what we do. Brian Hatfield with dropping the knowledge bomb here. It's sports. You just always have to be prepared to see key parts of your team's duck out, yeah, and that that's what it is. I've been around long enough to see it happen. Uh, bless, yeah. bless up, Russell Martin twice. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Adrian Beltre. We miss you. <laughs> other stuff. Let's let's um let's dig into some of the other rumors that happened uh, today and have been kind of happening over the last I don't know I guess couple days weeks about a week. We've seen now increased as we're staying on the infield and we're saying is potential or looking at potential JT replacements again. We have to talk DJ LeMahieu this time in earnest because a few uh of the writer types are linking the Dodgers to DJ LeMahieu. I don't know how serious it is. This could be another one of those things. I think uh, Gary had tweeted earlier. It's like you think this is just like trying to make your girlfriend jealous or, or your friend jealous or whatever, your ex jealous, something like that, um, in posting a picture where they, oh, yeah, I'm hanging out with, um, I don't know, in, insert attractive actor here. And it's really just a Photoshop. <laughs> um, but, right. yeah, the, it, it really feels to me, honestly, more so like like the rumor mill is trying to force the Dodgers and, and LeMahieu together. Um, probably somebody in New York trying to leverage – both of the New York teams who are ranked, I think they're the the most likely to get DJ. I don't know. Where do you right. where do you sit on all that? Who again today uh, was it Jorge? I think it was Jorge Castillo on the time said that the, that Lemayhu sits atop the Dodgers list for um, external options to replace JT at third base. What kind of way do you put in it all yeah, that? I think uh, the biggest thing that I've taken from this, just looking at it, you can look at all the stats, you can look at all the peripheral numbers, the analytics, the as deep as you want to go on DJ LeMahieu's body of work. <laughs> it's a good way to phrase that. Uh, above all, he's a good ball player. I think he fits in well with uh, what Andrew Friedman likes out of players. I think his <laughs> swing and miss percentage is, I mean, if you're talking about elite, it is the elite of the elite, which is a, one of Andrew Friedman's th- favorite things. He hates people who strike out. Um, he fits in great. I love it. It would be a great fit. I absolutely would not be mad about it. Hasn't played a ton of third base, but he's played like two seasons total worth of third base when in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I, the only thing I'm hesitant about is overpaying for him. That's the only thing that I'm really hesitant about. I don't want to see them go too long on the contract for him. And I don't want to see them pay too much money for him. I don't think it's going to burn them on a four or five year deal, which is not 
generally not in Andrews Friedman's wheelhouse, but it can happen. It can't. Obviously, we did a 12 year extension with Mookie and Mookie's a generational talent. That's not something that you do with just mm-hmm. any player. Um, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. But I think if you're looking at the team resetting over the next couple of years, it actually lines up pretty well with DJ LeMahieu. I don't know if it means that they've given up on Gavin Lux, though. I, I just don't know where they stand with Gavin. Well, um, let's stick on DJ. And, and in this uh, this case, assume third base where I think I saw a comment. It might have been Jose Rod saying like it, he he attributes it or he looks at it like how um how the Red Sox signed Hanley Ramirez to play left field, which was an absolute right. just nightmare crap show. Um right. DJ has played third. He's a he's a gold glove infielder. He's he's from what I've seen in a few clips, he's played some pretty smooth looking third base, even though again, very, very small sample size there. Uh but you gotta think that a gold glove at second base could translate a little bit to third base. That's definitely not always the case. Um, right. But in that situation, maybe you do clear up some time. You, you you move him to third. You have Lux. You have CT3 getting a lot of time at second base and, and then kind of figuring it out. Even though if you're going to get anything out of Lux, at some point you got to take the kid gloves off of him and let him prove himself against both-handed uh, pitchers because he did in the minor leagues. Now's the time to get right. something out of him. You did with Corey Seager, and that seems to be about the last guy they've really, truly just, just let him, let him go, just let him go. I mean, even Belly spent a season and a half as a platoon guy. Um, but yeah, that would be the situation. Looking at DJ LeMahieu, DJ LM at three B. He uh, defensively, he kind of shakes out just, just like a hair below league average at third base. I think just a hair, a hair below average, I guess third base defender. But if you look at Justin Turner's defense at third base, it's pretty below average, yeah. like pretty far <laughs> below average. So in terms of upgrades, definitely an upgrade. Don't like Max Muncy at third base. Hate that more than anything in the <laughs> Max world. Max Muncy uh, doesn't like Max I, Muncy at third base. <laughs> no, he does not. He hates himself at third base. I also am of the belief that Edwin Rios is just never going to be a third baseman in his life. Um, I know people are like eager to see that and eager to see how it shapes out. I think they're going to try it <laughs> at some point. Uh, I just don't see it happening. So, I don't know. I don't know why. I love Eddie and I love his bat and I love everything that he can do, but I just don't see him as a third baseman long term or even short. That's just too many lefties, though. Do so you have too many left-handed batters in the lineup? Now you look right. at you look at the Padres going and adding Blake Snell. We'll get more into the Padres a little bit. Look more a little bit more at the NL uh, West in a little bit, but you can't have what six left-handed batters <laughs> in your lineup. There just it doesn't quite work out you get beat especially uh you know there's some dominant loogies all, all the Padres have to do is go sign two you know really locked down loogies and all of a sudden the, the Dodgers are kind of a little bit more hamstrung I mean the talent um is definitely in Dodge, in LA's favor but uh yeah worth, worth noting that that uh DJ LeMahieu has absolutely crushed Blake Snell throughout his career worth noting <laughs> Oh no! And and Blake Snell wanted to get away from Mookie. Hey, guess what? Surprise! <laughs> we got Mookie, and we got well, not DJ, but we could. Um. So yeah, let let's see a few of the comments on there. I've seen James Brown. James Brown is in the house. Let's go on James Brown over on Facebook saying Rios can play third. He can. I don't know if I've seen enough out of him to be like, here, here's the keys, and there's nobody else that I would trust to be there. Raul says it. uh, We have to get a right-headed bat. It's definitely uh, very important. Ruben says this feels like the Chargers letting go of Rivers. I'm assuming that was talking about your boy uh, Justin Turner. Uh, uh, The difference was that JT was good and could win. Oh, 
That's right. The other difference is that uh, <laughs> Rivers was going to a better team, and I don't think that JT is going to a better team. Ooh, I like. Um, I'm I'm behind in the comments as I usually am. Um, Mike ah. says I don't want to be in an Evan Longoria situation in uh, in uh, response to the your boy <laughs> your boy JT. So it's a good way to put it. I mean, that is a good way to put it. it it's it giving. The, when the Giants gave all those old guys contracts, it was really confusing to me. Uh, but then it made sense because it's the Giants. But also, <laughs> don't want to be in that situation. You don't want to be in a situation where you have significant dollars committed to a AARP member. It just doesn't work out well for you long term. <laughs> uh, Eric says, I get the social distancing, but why is Burke allowed in the office and not Clint? Uh, I don't know, man. We put a thing on the door. It says no Clint's allowed, so he, he just can't come in no, anymore. I thought so, we're allowed to have one. One Clint? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. One yeah. Clint. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a very small office, and it's by myself. I am I am me alone, and that was that's that's how we made this thing work. He he's like he lives five minutes away from the office, and I live not five if, minutes away. Yeah, that's true. So. I should go to your house and film from there, and you yeah, should drive yeah. here. That's a good plan. Next here. week, Brooke is here. I'm at the office. Um, I'm gonna play. That's uh, the, I think it's the meh meh meh. Yeah, it's a meh, meh, meh. Uh, We can't hear the sound effects, guys. It's one of the downfalls to, to doing this. But they might. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I saw Katie. Katie giving a, a little little pot shot to uh, to your boys and your your reporter friends, Brooke. Because mean don't don't forget, Brooke is a big time journalist. Uh, Katie says the big same time. reporters who said we'll have Arenado by Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that? Guaranteed. Then he, then he had to specify which Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas like 2027, I think. Uh, Christmas 2022. That's what I meant. Uh, yeah. All right, good. Hey, another one. Okay, well, let, let let's um. Hmm. You know what? No, I'm gonna pin the the Lemayhu talk. I wanna I wanna look at the other name. Like it's really been the name that I think we've even focused the most on. Um, this this winter, Liam Hendricks. Again, the Dodgers linked to Hendricks, even though he was on a date with the Blue Jays today, and they're like, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, they're he's totally... got a, he's got a, you know, he's got to explore his options. But he can't just come yeah, in. it's a strong interest in Liam Hendricks. Where do you put that on the uh, like the, the bullshit meter? Does that have any any truth? <sighs> I mean, I think everybody has strong interest in Liam Hendricks. I think I think that's the, it's the uh, the sneaky way to get that in there. It's like, yeah, uh, Clint has a very strong interest in a million dollars. Like, yeah, of course he does. We all do. I don't know how realistic it is. I don't know how much money they're willing to commit to him. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think that Kenley Jansen's contract and Joe Kelly's contract line up well uh-huh. with what we could hang him. So, I, I think. I think it could work. I think it could be money that they would be willing to commit to a guy of his caliber. You look at his body of work and it's not impressive as a whole. I think, I think he's had some, some yeah. show, some, some brief periods of brilliance followed by brief, brief periods of mediocrity. And that's okay. That so goes life for all of us. Um, but the past two years have just been ridiculous for Liam, yeah. man, like absolutely bonkers what he's been able to do. So in terms of what he could bring to the Dodgers bullpen, the flexibility that he could bring for 2021 and then beyond that is just ridiculous. I personally would still love to see it. I'm fine with them committing four years to him, even an option for fifth year, whatever it takes. Um, It's just a matter of what they plan on doing with Kenley and what they plan on doing with Joe Kelly. They're definitely not picking up Joe Kelly's next option. That's that's kind of a foregone. 
Yep. Yeah, big facts. Now, yeah, we, we've said it a few times now. Liam makes a, a, a whole bunch of sense for, for the Dodgers and, and the transition that's coming after the 2021 season. L.A. needs something different. They're definitely going to need a change there uh, in the back end of the bullpen. Is Liam the right guy? Uh, where I think what I like the most about him is that flexibility. He's not going to come here and be like, I need to be the closer. Right, because you know we have other arms that I I know how much you would love to see your boy Victor Gonzalez closing ball games. I think he would be he would be pretty nasty. That would be like a, an even more wipeout uh, left-handed Sergio Romo in his heyday, maybe just that that filth on the slider. We got Bruzdar who's who's bringing something. I mean, I, I you look at the future of the Dodgers, and you might not have that one closer anymore. It, it, Things shape up to really look at that that option, the optionality, as they like to say. You could see Friedman uh, and, and Doc just wanting wanting to go with any arms that make sense at that particular close. Numbers are numbers, even though relievers do get paid uh, based on saves and all that kind of stuff often. Um, but since when do the Dodgers care about you know their players getting paid on time? Uh, are getting paid the right way throughout their career. Shout out to our friend Ross Stripling, who was screwed for quite a number of years by the Dodgers, if we're being fair. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm all over the place again. I just really wanted to shout out my boy Ross. It's 2021. How you doing, Ross? Ross. Sidebar, Eric says, thanks for acknowledging my comment on such a prestigious show hosted by two credible journalists. Oh, yeah. Two two incredibly credible journalists such as ourselves. Highly esteemed. Uh, speaking of that, Pat Dwyer said that uh, Jeff Snyder over was a Lockdown Dodgers podcast. They gave us credit today for being first on a uh, Luis Castillo trade idea, which we, we came up with that late last week of why not look. The, the Dodgers have a natural trade partner in Cincinnati. They've done it. They fleeced him a couple of times. Um, it would it would make sense to maybe look at somebody like that, a Castillo trade over signing somebody like the awful TB, whose name I'm not going to say right now. Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I love how far, like, like Bauer was trying, and and then the season stopped, and... Then it was this full court Bauer, full court press Bauer, and no, sorry, I I I, ret- I retract anything positive I've said about him, and, and and that his focus was on, you know, trying to better the game. That dude is trying to better himself. He's trying to better his brand. Uh, if I was Yasiel Puig, I would be pissed that my agent is like crashing at another client's house and. And and they're like doing Zamboni cleanups in the in a new warehouse they that he's building or something like that. Like, where's the focus on me? I want a job too. Puig want job. So, anyways, I hate them all right now. Um, that's that's. They, I think they're including Puig in a few of the a few of the momentum clips or whatever they're yeah. doing. I think there's something about him getting bit by a police dog on there right now. So you know. Puig's really living it up over there with the new new YouTube star, Yesio Puig. Uh, all right, so we've said we said three key names here. You could only pick one, and guys, join along. You guys can only pick one, and and now we flash forward from the last time we've done something like this. The Dodgers have had more moves, especially in the bullpen side of things. Uh, we'll get into more of those in a minute, but which way would you go, and why between JT, DJ, LM, and Liam? Yeah, those are all the things I said. If I can only pick only one. Only pick one this offseason, which way are you going? Man, I mean, there's just so much that could go into this, but I'm totally going to, you know, 
not going to go too far into it. Take I'm just going to say Liam Hendricks because, because I'm a big-time pitching guy. You know, I like pitching. I like bullpen. I've been hurt by too many bad Dodgers bullpens in my lifetime. So I think that uh, because of that, I'm going to go with Hendricks and uh, hope for the best. I think with the, the bats and the, the, the minor league talent we have, we can get by without at, you know, re-signing JT or adding a DJ the Mayhew. I'm seeing some Chris Bryant. Uh, you look at the numbers on Chris Bryant, like the, the downward trend is for real. That dude is not as good as his MVP season or his rookie of the year. He's probably not as bad as he was last year, but I don't know if that's the guy no. you want to go, uh, a guy you'd want to go with. Same with like Arenado. It's, a big if. it's not going to happen. Big if. Yeah. Big yeah. If. Um, yeah, I agree with you, man. Hendricks is the right call because you have just there's too many questions, man. Um, Kelly will be gone. Kenley will be gone after next year. Uh, I, the, the, I mean, the, we don't really have other bullpen arms kind of ready unless they they plug Gonsolin in. But then, you know, now you plug Gonsolin in. Is is he gonna you know get stuck into that Ross Stripling role? Is he gonna get you know millions of dollars sucked away from his career because it's like oh we're gonna make you start when we want and we're gonna make you middle relieve when we want? You're gonna do what we yeah. say. We own you. Um, when Gonsolin first came up, I think the conversation that you and I both had was that he profiled better long term as a reliever, he does, and I he think does. that I think that is ultimately gonna be end up being the career mm-hmm. path where his career path takes him. I think he is going to become a really good reliever long-term. Um, you look at his stuff in his arsenal. I think it just profiles much better as a reliever than it does as a starter. Uh, but I mean, either way I'm happy. I think if he's starting games, I'm happy. If he's coming out of the bullpen, I'm happy. I'm just happy to see Tony get some, get some time on the mound, man. That guy is disgustingly good. Our, our friend of the show, Mr. Anthony Gonsolin. Uh, all right. Other stuff I saw, I saw why well, I saw did, did see, one comment about uh, how would we feel about moving um, Dustin May to the pen? What do you thought? What are your thoughts on that? Another dude that profiles super well out of the bullpen. Um, I think it all depends on how how the D May develops his off speed stuff. I think that's going to be a big thing over the next. I think honestly, over the next year for him, um, he's going to really need to work on that. If he can't develop a consistent off speed pitch. He's going to be in a little bit of trouble, but he could be in less trouble as a reliever that way. You can get away with just throwing one pitch as a reliever if you throw that pitch very, very well. Uh, see Mariano Rivera for reference. <laughs> um, but if he can develop a really good off-speed pitch or even just a, a plus off-speed pitch, doesn't have to be off the charts good, but good enough to to mix in things, yeah. I think he'll be a good long-term starter. I like his. I like everything about D-May. There's a lot of stuff to like about that kid. Few of the comments here. A lot of people are, are going Hendricks, by the way, on the uh, the pick between the three. Um, Anthony, I think I saw you. Anthony's cheating. He's saying Hendricks long term, JT for short term. It doesn't work that way, Mr. GM. You only got only money one. for one. Katie is doing her best uh, Roach impression. It's like, what are we talking about? Uh, a branded branded league was the Dodgers prime pitching. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think I read that wrong. I, I killed. I deflated your joke, Katie, but I got it in my brain hole, and that's the important part. Um, Mm. we should probably pause for a second because this is going to be way delayed for people that are only coming here to see if they won DVDs. But we said last week that we're giving away DVDs. There's a picture I took of the DVDs in the office. The last time I was there, Brooke wasn't there. So you knew it wasn't illegal. Um, uh, Brooke, you see things we have to read about these DVDs. We should read about these DVDs. Uh, first 
We should do that. So why don't you take that first half, Chief? Yeah, you can celebrate the Dodgers' first World Series championship in 32 years with the 2020 World Series film available now on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital platforms. A pulse-pounding documentary narrated by Vin Scully and crafted from hundreds of hours of postseason footage, the 2020 World Series film features thrilling highlights, exclusive player interviews, and unforgettable moments from baseball's biggest stage yeah the 2020 series world series documentary is available on uh dvd and blu-ray they also have the combo pack uh and it's like brooke said on all the leading digital platforms uh it's from major league baseball and it's from shout factory so that's the thing uh we watched it i watched it here at home over the uh if we want to call it the holiday break and it, it was pretty pretty awesome i mean it's it's short but it's good it gets you everything you need to to tell each game of the world series it's fun even re-watching that game four you kind of like, all right, that was cool. It was cool. So you can do that. Um, it's recalled in its own thrilling way, too, with the players. And you get to hear Vin. Uh, five stars. 1,100 stars. Give it all the stars. It's worth it. Our Dodgers won the World Series. And you could get that. Get those DVDs right there or right over there. Well, you could buy your own. They're on Amazon. But we picked winners based on reviews. We appreciate all the reviews you guys left for us, by the way, uh, on our iTunes. That, that truly does mean a whole lot to us. And, Brooke, I think... You you found a method to pick reviews, which is mind bo- it's mind bottling because I'm going to say it wrong. I did. For fun. Yeah, I had to do a lot of research and a lot of really extensive googling, uh, but I figured it out. It was really difficult to do. We're picking two numbers, correct? Dose? That is correct. Yeah, I'm really good at two uh, number counting. You know, uh, winner number one. I don't know the pre- people's names, so you're just going to have to identify yourself based off of how you left your po- your uh, podcast review because you don't actually have to put your first and last yeah. name in the podcast review. You can put any name you want. You can put my name if you wanted to in there, and I, there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, G- Jer boy money sign. <laughs> That's a real good I hit the clap button for you. <laughs> Real good pick right there. Jerboy Money Side. Uh, and I think this person is actually in the chat today because she's in the stream every single week. Megan Ashley. Hey. For us. Megan, I think you're on here. Megan, you want a DVD. Congratulations. Hey. Hopefully you don't have it already, but if you do, uh, you have two. I think right? I think uh I think Roach is gonna be very upset with us now. Yeah, we'll have to go find a DVD for Roach. Maybe we can get a VHS for him or I'll something. Re- like yeah, we'll that. record. We'll just we'll we'll handy cam record the DVD. We'll send you that VHS Roach. The funny thing is he probably like, be, I'd be down with that, honestly. I want a VHS of a handy cam recording. It's a little bit of throwback. Thank you. Uh did, was there anything good on the reviews? Like are we going to do the read reviews just for those two reviews? You know, people are really nice to us lately. Uh, um, I don't know if we've just become better humans overall, yeah. but if you look at the reviews from 2018 all the way up until now, they get progressively nicer and people like us a lot more. Shout out, Kevin. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old Kev. <laughs> Oops. Uh, if uh, We got one from like October that said, I'm a lifelong Dodger fan trying to find the right podcast to be my source for team news and entertaining commentary. But crazy Ira and the douche moving west here to give me the bros take on what Dodgers Twitter is saying is not the answer I'm looking for. One star. And that is by far good. the funniest review that I have ever received in my entire being. I don't know if I'm crazy Ira or the douche, but I'll leave that up to you. I think you're a douche. If that helps, I think I'm a, <laughs> if yeah. that helps, so yeah, there's some really killer, uh, killer comments, killer reviews. We appreciate it. Appreciate all the stars. Uh, so as we want to try to give, give, uh, give something away just to, uh, well, I mean, I guess help our reviews in a way, but whatever, you know what? Th- these are how things go on the internet. You, you get screwed <laughs> Yeah. at the same time. We're going to do another one. Hey, book review, book review. I'm pushing the button. Um, no. we also got a new book. 
It is... Oh, I'm going to look it up. We're giving away one copy of All for One, the official Dodgers Nation. Oh, sorry. The, I, I'm so used to saying it that way. Oh, we got a book? <laughs> All for One, the official Los Angeles Dodgers World Series Championship commemorative book. So we just got this book. We got a couple of them. One we're going to keep. I, I'm stoked to have on display in the office because, you know, you see people watching, you see Brooke, and there's a lot more than just the things that are behind us. By the way, Brooke, did you eat all the candy that was left, all of the Australian candy? Yeah. Because <laughs> I see it on I see it on Alex. By the way, that, that cart to, uh, to Brooke's right, That's that cart's name is Alex. <laughs> there's nothing there. Kate, we need more candy. Thank you. Um, Send more Australian candy, please. So we have a book. We're going to put it on display. I'm thrilled to get that book, but we wanted to give one away because we think that's only fair. Uh, how You think of how to give it away. I don't know how to do it. Um, but if you want to pick up one of your own guaranteed, go to worldseriesbook.com. We have a promo code there because the guy was very nice. Uh, Scott was very nice. I think his name is Scott. He's nice enough to set up this. Like He he reached out to us. He's like, hey, I just want to send you guys this stuff. If you want to give a, give a discount to your friends, go for it. So with this promo code LA2020, uh, that's going to get you 20% off this book. Um, if you're like us, I'm guessing you're adding every little bit of World Series memorabilia that you can. So that might, might be uh, cool to add to your collection. The only spot you can get it, though, is WorldSeriesBook.com. So so do check that out. Do check that out. Yeah. And uh, neither of us are wearing our shirts today. But uh, if you want to go to GearUp.LA, that literally supports me, Brooke, Gary. I'm wearing, I'm wearing it, but it's just it's cold in here. Yeah, coward. See, we should switch Sorry, offices because my, my home office is hot, especially for a fat guy. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Back back to the show, even though it's like eight. But whatever. We're all having fun, right? You guys are here. We're, it's, I'm dude, come on. We were uh, a few people saying, what's a book? <laughs> I, I, there was a lot of people saying, what's a book? And I'm really happy about that. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, a few other rumors I want to get into real quick because we, we do have some other things. So this is going to be a little bit longer of the show. Uh, Mrs. Me 3, sorry, Brooke's not going to be home in time for dinner. Although I think he had enough candy already. Probably spoils oh, appetite. Uh, your boy Kike rumored a few times now to the Sox, the Red Sox, both Sox. Um, we're all resigned to the fact that Kike is gone, right? Like, is I, I've seen people kind of kind of hit and miss on that uh, on the internet. Uh, I, people, <laughs> listen. I, what's the best way to say this? I don't know what diplomatic way to say this. Oh. Why do people like Kike so much? I've asked this multiple times. I, it's not that I have anything against the guy, but there are people that are just like, we need him. We need him to survive this next season. And I don't know if you if you know he's like a replacement level player. Um, what? It's just really odd to me. I don't know. But it seems like a lot of people, I've seen actually a lot of people even in this chat that are like, we got to bring Kike back. And I'm always like, I don't think we do need to bring Kike. Kike fits in really, really, really well for a lot of other teams around the league. The flexibility defensively that he offers, and he's a right-handed bat who can hit left-handed pitching at times. I think that's great for a lot of teams. I don't think it's great for us. I don't think we need that. I think he kind of takes away a little bit of flexibility at times. I think he was hitting cleanup far too often for me. Uh, to me, he's gone. I mean, Thank you for everything. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for the rally banana. We had good times. Thank you for the mustache for a little while. Thank you for the tight pants. Uh, thank you for standing on the bucket during the interview. All those things. Uh, but go get your go get your bag, man. Go get your money. Someone's gonna pay you. Go get it. I think he's gone. That's a good call. Uh, I do want to see that editorial from you, by the way. Why do people like Kike Hernandez? I just want to see that title. I don't want to get blocked on by Google. Him. Hey, hey, it, 
it really is no skin off your teeth, man. If that's an expression, I've been blocked for years, and I don't have skin my teeth. I've, I've lived a happy and full life being blocked by Enrique Hernandez. Just saying. If I can't get if I can't get blocked by Yasmani Grandal, then uh, you know, <laughs> I can't get blocked by anybody. Do better, man. All right. Um, yeah. Other stuff. Let's catch up a little bit. Here's the things that we did miss uh, since the last show. Uh, Andy Friedman, little your boy, little Andy F, continued his uh, his bargain bin bullpen shopping, if we want to call it that. I'm calling it that for fun. I mean, these are some quality arms and whatever a Garrett Clevenger is. But we got Tommy Canely for 2022. Um, that's people seem happy about that. Yankees seem sad about that. That's a thing. Apparently he's a. Uh, I I don't know much about him as a person, but apparently he's a really fun person. I don't. I'm I'm not familiar with what he's done. Joe but Kelly I have replacement. A yeah, I I have a Yankees fan friend who was like, "Man, you're gonna love his interviews." And I was like, "Oh, well, okay. I don't know anything about the guy, but apparently he's a lot of fun to be around." So that's. I mean, that's cool. That's what you want out of people, right? Enjoyable people. If you're getting interviews out of a middle reliever, though, is it is that? necessarily a good thing it's true i don't know i don't know how often you want to talk to a middle reliever yeah. oh, with all due respect to all you middle relievers out there uh you are not the star of the yeah, show absolutely not the star of the show hardly a friend of the show but hey tommy i guess he's a dodger we should reach out to him let's get him on the show let's get to know about this kid we should he's not doing anything for the next year <laughs> uh the other guy lefty that um you know a lot of the uh the analytics kids online are, are high on just because they like that they they like uh feeling that elitist snobbery to say, oh, this guy can be good. Look at the spin rate and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying I'm against the analytics. It's just funny mm. to watch the kids do this every time. But Garrett Clevenger, lefty, he he kind of profiles to me like uh, like a Caleb Ferguson type. He's got sort of that pitch mix. He's got the curveball. He's got a fastball, like 96, maybe peak. Um, considering he's left-handed and the Dodgers otherwise have – have what uh, Scott Alexander and and uh, Caleric Adam Caleric, eh? I'm, I'm okay to bring this kid on. Why not? I I don't hate it. I don't know. I don't know enough about him at all as a person to hate it. I don't know enough about any of the people involved in the trade to hate it. So to me, it's just one of those things that flew under the radar for me that I'm like, ah, oh, that'll probably make an appearance at some point in my lifetime, but I'm not gonna think about it right now. So. It's kind of, that's a, that's like a basic Andrew Friedman yeah. move, like the type of deal where you don't really think about it, and then it comes around like three years later, and you're like, oh, I see. Thank you. I like, um, or I should say, the worst part of it is that that trade was needed to complete the Blake Snail, the Blake Snail deal, which we'll get into in a minute. Snail, snail. <laughs> um, yeah. But I saw, I saw one. Where'd the comment go? Uh, oh, Pat pointing out, by the way, that Victor is also a lefty. But yeah, but he's good. As for the other guys, aren't really good. So, Victor, my man, my man. Uh, Pat, but also, Pat said Dylan Floro will never appear on your show now. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> Maybe he already has. You just can't see him. I don't know what his face looks like already, so it's it's fine. I don't even know Dylan Floro. Imagine if you will his... a basic white dude, Dylan Floro. It me. Hi, Dylan. We're on the phone now with Dylan Floro. All right, we uh, we haven't talked because you were you were gone doing doing Brook things. You were learning that traveling sucks. Um, oh, yeah, yes. I could have told you that, Chief. But uh, you know, that's, that went in Rome. How about them Padres? We haven't. They again. They they made all their moves specifically when we were not going live because they're all a bunch of cowards. We know that them children over there are cowards. Come talk to me when yeah. you're 15, I, children. I, I, 
sounds way creepier <laughs> I think they way. purposely made sure to make all those moves when we uh, weren't around. They knew we weren't around that day, and that's why they made them all that mm-hmm. day. So they did a thing. That's what they do. Um, they added two arms to the rotation, two, two premium arms in this game, in this day and age, and I still haven't heard the answer. What is going on with Denelson Lamette? Where's, where's Lamette's elbow in the stream when we need him? Because if you're going to go out and add two Let's 2020 talk. aces at least, um, I, would, uh, I would be concerned about your internal options. Because, I mean, they already had this fantastic player in, in Paddock. You know, why did they need to go mm. add two arms? Yeah, I forgot Paddock, the next uh, the next great, the next uh, Roger Clemens, the next Cy Young, whatever they want to call him. He is not that. He's not even decent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Lamette's seriously injured. And that 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 is based off of no information other than the fact that the way that they've played <laughs> everything with him and the information that we've heard about him and the fact that they went out and got two really good guys yeah. uh, in, in a time when you would think they wouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mike Clevenger out for this year. We'll be back next year, but in terms of Lamette, I think he's probably hurt more than they've let on, at least to the public. I uh, and so in, go ahead. in my mind, I I don't know that he's going to be a major part of the of the of the plan for 2021. When um I don't remember where I saw it, so don't cite me here. I did see it somewhere on a site on the internet, but I I remember reading uh that Lamette. Was he had PRP? He had the 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 PRP in his like uh, bicep, whatever. I think it was bicep was the problem, uh, and he wasn't responding well to it. That was the last thing I had saw. I, I don't know the timing of it. It might have been around my, the playoffs, maybe. My favorite thing is that uh, the with the PRP, it almost <laughs> I can't think of a time that I've ever heard a player get the PRP and been like, I'm fine now. We're yeah. good. Uh, hey. That usually leads to I've having season-ending surgery or something of that sort. Obviously, you hope the best yeah, for any okay. pitcher out there. You don't want anybody's arm falling off. It's really, really terrible. PRP's done to avoid any kind of surgery, mm-hmm. uh, but it's obviously the last thing before you go to surgery. So it's like if this works, then you don't have to have surgery. But if not, then surgery is the next best step. So. Hopefully that's not the case for him. He had a really, really good breakout year. You still don't know how long or how he's going to hold up over the course of an entire season. Again, super small sample size for for Lamette in 2020, uh, but great numbers, uh, fantastic numbers. So I kind of hope that guy's a part of the rotation for the future because it's fun. It's fun to watch the Dodgers compete against good teams. We've we've gone through a couple of years where there were not any good teams in the NL West. And that's really tough. It's really boring to watch. Yeah. It's not really fun baseball. You, it, it gets to a point where you're looking forward to the Dodgers playing outside of their mm-hmm. division. Cause it's not that fun. Um, so I like when there's that competition, I think it's good for the team too. I think it'll, I think it'll make them a better team in the long yeah, run. They, they need it. The Dodgers need that kind of competition just because we saw what happened last year that, that we didn't play any good teams. And yes, I'm including the Padres. They were fine for the NL West. Um, Not a necessarily good team. They're young. They don't know quite what they're doing yet. I think, you know, the last episode we did, you know, right now I kind of equate them to the, the Dodgers, you know, the pool jumping Dodgers. They, they're, they're young. It's exciting, but they're not quite there yet. They have a long way to go before they learn how to, to truly win. Nobody on that club has won outside of Eric Hosmer. Um, I think I think that's it. Yeah, nobody else has really won much of anything on that ball club. But 
why I, I like it, why I do really like it for the Dodgers is it gives them it gives them that test throughout the season. It gives them that test, you know, knock on wood, we have a full season 19 times in one season. And we saw what happened last year. There was no competition. We ran into a buzzsaw right. with the Atlanta Braves. Dodgers were not ready to face the Braves. Went down 3-1. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. And you know, we were able to pull out of our ass because we were a better team. But, um, yeah, I like it. I do like it. I think the, the part that's going to be the worst is just to see these these tiny little baby children uh, not understanding how baseball works. Yeah, it's that's all right. about it. Just, it's it's going to be a thing. We've, we've got to watch Padre fans already kind of flex on everyone and tell people that they have the best team in the world. And that's fine. I think you should always be really excited about your team. I love that passion from fans. Uh, sometimes passion and stupidity is really fine line. It's really, you know, they blend together a little bit of, on occasion, but that's okay. Not a big deal. Happy for you guys that you have something to finally be happy about. You have no World Series. You have no playoff success, really. Um, you don't really have anything in life. So now you have a good team for once in a while, and that's good. I think you should sign Tatis to a really long extension and keep him around for a long time. I think Chris Paddock should uh, probably not be on your team anymore, but you know, if you want to keep him around, that's up to you guys. No, I want Chris Paddock there. That's how we win. I want Chris Paddock Hell there. Yeah. I need him to be there. If he leaves the Padres, I can't slander him if he's like a freaking Met. That's not fun. We, I think we need to get some uh, we need to get some more teams down there in San Diego because they don't know what to do without like I think they were only football people, maybe I don't know. Did they did, did they like the Chargers? Does anybody like the Chargers? Is that a thing? Are they still in the uh, league? I, I I think that they hate the owner. I don't remember the owner's name, but I think they all hate the owner, and then they talk crap on the owner, and then they're like the Chargers suck, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But Justin Herbert's good. Uh, whatever a Bo Blake is, says, um, Brooke, the bachelor is on. It's time to come home. Matt James is hot, and the girls are about to arrive. Mm. So I think you're being mm. summoned. I have to go watch The Bachelor with my wife. <laughs> it's The Bachelor this year. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, because well, his name's Matt. Perfect timing. Then uh, we, we're out of stuff to say, so why not? I mean, we could probably keep going on, but we're not. Uh, yeah, guys, so thanks for hanging out with us. This is a show. We're going to do more like these all year. Um, we're probably going to be more spite-filled and hate-filled. Uh, but you know what? YOLO, as Mark Thatcher used to say, find us on the internet. We are at DodgersNation.com. Uh, everything we talked about here, you can probably find on the website, but if not, whatever. <laughs> That's a great way to sell yourself. Uh, subscribe to us on the uh, on the iTunes, on the Spotify, on the iHeartRadio. We are a podcast. We do all of these things here, and there's more. Uh, check out Doug's show, by the way, uh, Dodgers Dugout with a D-O-U-G. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DodgersNationTV. There's some awesome stuff going on there all the time. Hopefully, we keep getting more and more going here in 2021. But if you guys subscribe, it gives us more incentive to to keep improving everything. So, um, yeah, subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Glad you did. You'll be so glad you did. You get to hear Doug's voice all the time. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm Brooke Me3. Scout here is at RealFRG. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. Go check us out if you're looking for updates or just general, you know, shenanigans. We're at Dodgers Nation on Twitter, at official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Check us out there. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for being with us for the first show of 2021. Here's to many, 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 many more this year. Okay, bye. stadium their silence is deafening 
136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 